clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hey everyone, Alexa Ray here. Welcome to Authentically You. I have a really exciting guest today. Amanda Diamond is here with me today, and we are going to be chit-chatting about passion, about how you can follow your passion regardless of what you are doing or where your what your story is in life. And so I'm really excited about her, not only because she is pretty cool, but also because like we have a kind of a history going on. And um, I'm just really excited about having her here and seeing what, you know, talking about her journey. And so she is a wonderful mother of two kids and she is um, a transformation coach. And I want her to explain that a bit more because we hear all these terms of like this kind of coach, this kind of coach. And so I want to, I want to understand like, what is it exactly that you do, Amanda? So my background is in the health field, holistic health coaching. That's uh, what my certification level is, but transformation for me really refers to, you know, more than just the physical. So one of the things that I learned, um, you know, through my health coaching um, certification and my, my journey is that there is a disconnect between knowing what we should do for our bodies, knowing how we should support our bodies and actually doing it. And that's the part that I find really interesting. So that's kind of what I've chosen to dig into is as my forte. And, um, you know, that those underlying things that lead us to where we are or hold us back from what we can be. So that's kind of the area that I specialize in. And, uh, and I think where the most potential is for transformation. I think that's really cool. So what you're saying is like, you're trying to fill those gaps that people have in regards to what they think they should do and what they actually should do or how to actually, you know, maybe carry that out is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I think there's a lot of sometimes a bad rap around people in health and and coaching is like, oh, are you going to put me on a diet? Are you going to like focus on like, you know, shrinking my body? Is that what you're about? Yeah, exactly. That's what, um, you know, a lot of the, the connotation that health coaching, um, kind of the, the perception there is that, you know, you're, you're improving your health, but a lot of that is focused on the physical and people will automatically assume that that means, uh, you know, exercising and going on diets and, and all of that stuff. And well, I definitely believe that it's all interrelated, you know, when we feel better physically, we feel better mentally and vice versa. 
I think it's all important, but that's not really where the focus is for the style of coaching that I do. Um, it's really more about um, stepping into your power and digging into those limiting self-beliefs that um, we all have that we might not be aware of that hold us back in life. So for me, I think transformation is more about stepping into that awareness, stepping into your potential, and really just allowing yourself to be all that you can be. Yeah, I think that's really awesome because I love your message of, you know, it's not just about, you know, what you look like, what it is. It's like this whole holistic, massive picture. And I think that's what's so incredible. And I think that's what it makes sense to me now that you say like, I'm a transformation coach because it's not only about, you know, putting like putting different things in your body or moving your body different ways. Like how do you actually see yourself showing up in this world and connecting to who you really are, who you want to be? That's really amazing. Um, I heard you say like, you know, be all you can be. And I know that you used to be ex-military. Do you feel like some of your ability to be resilient and, and help people step into their power comes from that experience? Absolutely. I love that you just brought that up because my brain was going in the same place. Um, (laughs) uh, Like you said, you know, the physical versus the mental. um, When I was in the military, that was the biggest takeaway. That was the biggest lesson that I learned throughout my military career is your brain will stop you a million times before your body will give out. And uh, I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that, that you learn in basic training and then throughout your career is you're constantly being pushed past your perceived limits. And, and then once you get there and once you keep pushing, you're like, oh, I didn't die. Like, yeah. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I really thought I was going to die and I didn't die. And then you come out on the other end and you're like, you know, whole new perspective of what's possible for you. And, and our brains, I think have this, you know, function of, of safety that they try to keep us safe. They try to keep us in the, the known, the norm for us. And so many people never even try to get out of that, you know, that, that safety, that, that, um, ego function that keeps Mm -hmm. you in that, in that level of safety they never want to push past that because, you know, that's, that's unsafe. That's new. And, uh, in my experience, that is where life begins is pushing past that perceived limit and then coming out on the other side. Totally. I totally agree with that. Like with my, like my perspective on, on life and obviously like helping women is like the ego can get, and like the ego is there to protect you. Like it's, you know, it's like, Hey, don't do this, but it's also really holding people back from being authentic and being able to like understand what they're fully potential or fully capable of. And I think that's really powerful. And that's a good message that, you know, I feel like people sometimes think about military, it's like, it's so, I mean, militant, I guess is a word, you know, are very strict, but there are benefits to having that mindset because there are incredible things that people can pull off because of that. Absolutely. And I, I've been through enough in my life to know that everything is a lesson. Uh, the, the thing I like to say is take the lesson and leave the rest. So, you know, there was obviously parts of my military career that, um, were not 
the best, mm-hmm. you know, experiences for me. They weren't positive experiences. Um, but I chose to leave that. I chose to um, step away from that career. I knew that that wasn't a career that was going to be best, you know, serving me for the long term. Uh, but I did learn some amazing lessons that I take with me, you know, on my journey. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's a really good lesson in general is like, and when you're in the midst, I'm sure like, if you can speak, like, let's say you're in the military and something's not going so well, and you've made a decision, like, this isn't for me long-term, I need to get out in that moment. Sometimes it can be hard for people, or if they're really like stuck in that overwhelmed state or whatever it is, right. How you really can't see what the lesson is in that experience sometimes until you're out. And I think I'm sure that's what you say to your clients too, is, you know, right now, like you're feeling this way, but when you get out, you will see, and you'll have more clarity. Do you find that when you're working with people? Oh, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. And I think if I want to roll back to, is like a funny story. Like I want to talk about how man and I met because we've known each other for years. I don't even know how many years ago we've been in high school, but we met each other in high school. <laughs> well, we're coming up to our like what, 20 years anniversary or since, reunion? since graduating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Pretty- that's wild (laughs) um yeah so her and I met in cheerleading she was my cheerleading captain I don't remember if you started I was a captain but you were my captain and you were like a military captain (laughs) I liked it I like that style but yeah the transition from that to joining the army was pretty fluid (laughs) (laughs) you're like I know what we're doing here (laughs) and I think sometimes people like cheerleaders can have a bad rap because it's people don't really understand but there's so much work ethic and teamwork and understanding your own body that go to into that sport as well yeah 100 we pushed ourselves hard yeah we did We did. Yeah. So I think it's funny connection that, you know, Amanda and I come from a really small town, Dryden, Ontario. Um, If you're not from Canada, it's in Northern Canada. No, we don't live in igloos, Uh, (laughs) but it is cold in the winter. It's between Winnipeg and Thunder Bay in the middle of there. And it's this little Northern town of, I'd say like 7,000 people. That's what I say. Anyways, it's a small Northern town. And so we talked about how, you know, we both come from this small town and this small town mentality. I don't want to say this. I don't want to like mock people that live in small towns. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say from my experience and you can talk about your experience of like, how did you feel growing up in a small town that was a Northern town? Because for me, I feel like I've always been unique and I've always been a big dreamer. And I found sometimes that it was really squashed down when I lived there. What was your experience? Yeah, absolutely. Like, especially being in a small town that doesn't have um, really a lot of industry um, and doesn't have post-secondary education options, you know, like there's a a small college, but um, you definitely feel limited in what's possible. Like in my experience, I felt that way. I remember in high school, uh, you know, talking to the guidance counselor and, and having them say things like, well, you need to make sure you do your grade 12 math because that's what you need to get a job in the yes. pulp and paper mill, right? Yeah. 
as if that's like your biggest aspiration is to be able to get a job in the pulp and paper mill because that's the available options to you know that you have there yeah but that really was the messaging like if you're in the mill you're set for life Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's that's interesting I never had them say that to me I don't think but I I can see them understanding saying that probably but yeah I think that that makes sense it's like there's this message of like this is the top this is where you're going to go if you if you go here you can see yourself successful and although I think for us and our probably our types of personalities that wasn't really what worked out for us obviously because we don't live there anymore um but for some people, I do find it interesting. And there's one thing I like about Northern towns like that is that they are very content with with less, right? Like they have less. And so it's like, there's perspective of like, it's holding me back, but also why do you need more than this? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and definitely like, as I get older in my life, I feel like simplicity is what I am drawn to. So I get that and I get that kind of slower paced living in a smaller town, but I definitely feel like there is a need when you, when you are a person who is an open thinker, an open-minded person who's, you know, craving exploration and experience to be in that setting, especially as a young person feels very small and very limiting Mm -hmm. and that was one of my main reasons for joining the military was uh, I felt like I needed to get out of there because I was terrified that I would get stuck in this little town and you know end up working just kind of a dead-end job and be unfulfilled and and unhappy. Yeah, that's oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that connection between you joining the military and your rationale for doing it. So that's really interesting to know because I think that's true. Is like it sounds like you know you probably had this like inner turmoil with your ego saying like you know if you don't get out of here, you're going to end up in this type of job or this type of job. And so you sort of pushed against that. And you're like, no, if this is the only way I can get out, then this is the way I'm going to get out. Does that land for you? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean maybe that was a little drastic. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Maybe I didn't think it out. Like, you know, people ask me that question all the time. Like what made you join the military? And I'm like, uh, I actually saw a commercial (laughs) one night and I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue that. I'm going to request a, a, you know, a package and And it was like, yeah, it was not a well thought out, well planned idea. And then it happened really fast. It was just like, I got a call from the recruiting center and they're like, when can you come up for testing? And I was like, oh, wow, this is really happening. Oh, really? It happens that fast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. Because I've like, I used to be in cadets when I was a kid. So army cadets. So I went to summer like, or like cadet camp in the summers obviously it's nothing compared to military, but I know the vibes and the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I found that even in that experience, myself being a woman um, in that environment for me was a lot for me because I was like, it's just, I just felt less than all the time. Did you ever feel that in the Mm. military? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's very, it's very hard as a female in the military to feel uh, like a sense of belonging. I mean, there's a sense of camaraderie that mm-hmm. you feel, but you you don't really, I mean, in my experience, feel like that's the place for you. 
you always feel like you're kind of trying to fit in yeah you're trying to prove yourself yeah for sure um I was gonna ask you oh so you obviously wanted out of this like small town mentality because you obviously had bigger aspirations in your life so what was the transition from from that moment from you joining the military from you getting out to where you are today Oh, there's been so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's been so much that's happened. But uh, the biggest thing to, to, for me to get to where I am now, and, you know, I feel now like what I'm doing is really aligned with my purpose. And that feels amazing. But in order to get to that, I had to go through you know, some crap. I had to learn a lot of hard lessons and, you know, it started with, with leaving the small town, getting out of that small town mentality and joining the army and seeing the world and experiencing some things and then learning that that wasn't for me and, you know, finding the courage to walk away. And then it was, okay, so what am I going to do now? And, you know, art has always been one of my passions. Mm. And so the next transition for me was um, my tattoo career. I started learning to tattoo and, and then that, and that was very satisfying um, at the time because I had just been in this environment that was not conducive to creativity whatsoever. (laughs) Right. And then okay, so then I'm going to start tattooing. And then I opened my shop and, you know, poured my energy into that for a while. Um, But at that same time that I was starting my business, I was dealing with some major health issues. Uh, And uh, I was diagnosed with um, ulcerative colitis, which is, you know, an um, irritable bowel disease, autoimmune condition. And I struggled with that, uh, for a few years, really bad. Like it was, it was hard for me to, to even go to work most days. And, um, it was, it was really a struggle. And then I started trying different things. I started, uh, working with a naturopathic doctor and I started, uh, changing the foods that I ate and learning what worked for my body and, removing things that created inflammation in my body and, Mm -hmm. you know, taking supplements to support my body and all of these things and, and learning, uh, the, the mind body connection when it comes to, you know, mindfulness and meditation. And, and I just started learning all these pieces to the puzzle. And, and I also saw a real need for support when it comes to, you know, people with chronic illness, like, our, the way that our medical system deals with those people is, uh, is there's really a lack of support there. Yeah. So right away, I started making changes. My health changed dramatically. And I felt like I had my life back. And um, I had the power to, to feel better and to take that power back. And I instantly knew that there was, there was a ton of other people suffering from the same things and, and they needed help and support. And, um, so I went back to school and got my health coaching certification then. 
and um, after after my son was born, I was I was back in school, and and uh, that just really the the level of passion that this work brings to my life is you know just next level. Like it feels like this is what I'm meant to do. Mm. That's so stunning to hear, Amanda. Like, I love that. I love hearing women say like, this is what I'm on this planet to do. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. My why is because I'm literally supposed to be doing this. And I think that's so beautiful. I think I get goosebumps just hearing you say that you found this purpose of yours. Um, And I also think it's like, it's so true because like you're saying, like you had on immune, you had all these things, but there's even so much connection. Like when you're talking about mind body and I talk about this with clients is that like what you put in your gut, there is so much evidence around like microbes and things like that and a connection between that and your nervous system. And so, you know, when we're putting things in our body that aren't serving us, and I'm not saying like to be perfect, that's not what I'm saying about it any of this I'm saying like when you really are mindful about what you're how you're treating your body how you're respecting your body it can actually influence every area of your life and so I'm curious I'm curious like with your clients when you see them shift or even in your own experience I guess did you notice a shift between um like clarity mental health sleep all of these things from how you shifted what you were putting in your body absolutely I, and it's so funny how every, it just keeps getting more multidimensional. It just, you know, there just becomes more layers, the more you do this work. And I'm sure you find the same thing. It's, it's a constant balancing act between the physical, the spiritual, the mental, the, Mm -hmm. you know, everything. And it's, um, like one of my biggest breakthroughs personally in the last uh, two years is um, I really committed to my meditation practice. I really committed to a daily meditation practice. And one of the things that came out of that for me was I feel like I completely changed my relationship with food through my meditation practice because I was able to get to a place in in my consciousness where I realized that these bodies we have, though, though they're just a vessel, you know, and they aren't what all that you are, um, they are so important and they're so perfect. And why would we, why would we put things into them that are going to be harmful? Mm -hmm. And I just like had this real clarity that like, um, the, the things that I started to do came from a place of loving myself, you know, wholeheartedly instead of a place of vanity, wanting to look a certain way, mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, like you said, shrink your body or, or duty, that sense of duty, like, well, I have to eat this because this is what's good for me. So I guess I'll, right. you know, like total shift on the why the reasons why we make these choices yeah and I think that's really beautiful because that's what it should be about right it's not I think you're talking like you think like diet culture in general like both of us come from a fitness background we used to both do fitness competitions and in that world and in general the whole world is about like it's to look a certain way you have to eat this amount of food and this amount of food at the same time And that's what you just do, right? And so there's like all these rules in the world around food and how we should treat our bodies. 
And it's really like you're saying, it's the wrong reason. Why are we doing these for, for vanity reasons or for the fact that we've been told this is how it should be when it's actually impacting our health negatively? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really, really profound. And so um, I'm curious, like, let's go back to the fitness com- competitions because we that's I, I was like we are so aligned you know and like like you were saying when we before we popped on this podcast we were talking about how our paths have been a really parallel in the sense of like we reconnected like when did we reconnect I'm trying to remember uh well we were I want to say oof, 10 years ago yeah yeah because I think like yeah, 10, so 11 we, years ago yeah, because we were in high school together, and then obviously she went to the military. <laughs> I did not, <laughs> and like so, our past sort of like separated, and then it was just like this force that brought us back together, and just alignment of values, of you know experiences um, that sort of like connected us back together. And so, even though we have physical distance between us, we still you know we support each other, and I just really love that we're in alignment. And so I wanted to talk about. Our, our point in the fitness industry, because I think that's a really an interesting experience to go through from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So when we, when we did reconnect, we were both in that um, fitness uh, world. That was our focus. And, um, you know, I saw you on your journey and making profound changes to your body and your mindset. And uh, I was at that point of really pushing myself really hard as well. And um, I am a runner. I was training for half marathons at the time. And, um, and I actually never did, never did compete in fitness. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I considered it. I got to a place where my physique was, you know, better than it's ever been. And I was at that point where I was considering a competition, but I'm sure that you can relate to this when, when you get to that level, the stress you're putting on your body Mm. and with my, with my autoimmune condition, you know, my stress hormone levels started to get through the roof, especially since I was still doing, you know, running, which can, contribute to high cortisol. And, Mm -hmm. um, so my stress hormones were really high. And so, um, I actually started, you know, into a flare up and, um, and then at that time when you're, when your body is, uh, you know, in that state, it's like energy levels, like you're not absorbing any nutrients that you're taking in, you just are depleted and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And, um, so here I was trying to push this standard for myself to, to get up on a stage with a spray tan for all these people, (laughs) you know, and, and my guts are like in turmoil, you know, not okay. And so I had to step back and be like, what am I doing? this is not what I should be focusing on at this moment yeah like I'm really impressed that you actually because I feel like sometimes you get such tunnel vision in that world that it's like doesn't matter what's happening to my body this is my this is my goal I have to look a certain way like you're saying get this like oompa loompa tan to get on stage (laughs) in front of a bunch of people and like now that I'm out of it 
I think like, what? You know, because like it literally, your body is so unwell. And there's people in the fitness industry, like I know obviously still a lot of people in the industry, but like they would probably argue this point, but it's like your body is not as optimal vessel when you're about to step on stage. No one can yeah. think that that's not true. Yeah. No. I remember, I remember, um, you know, watching you and your journey. And I remember specifically a time like before you were about to, you were like in peak week about yeah. to, you know, get into another competition. And I think the lack of carbs and the lack <laughs> of sleep, like you were, you were so emotional and yes. you were coming unglued and you were being really like, um, transparent the whole time like you were you were talking to your your followers on social media and telling them about your struggles and everything but I remember like feeling so bad for where like where you were at at that moment yeah you know yeah and I think yeah in that experience I actually just that video popped up on my like memories or whatever on social media and I was watching it like like holy crap Alexa and in, in that moment, just feeling so lost and feeling like, no, this is just part of the process. This is how it's supposed to be. And now looking back and, and even having people in that moment, like saying, this is unhealthy and I would just ignore them. We like, that's, you don't know what you're talking about. And now that I look back, I think like, wow, the stuff that you put your body through. And like you're saying, like this, this vessel that we have is so we have one body, we can't transport ourselves to another body. And so when we're disrespecting our body, like I disrespect my body so much in the fitness um, aspect, it's like, so I think incredible how your body continues to show up for you, regardless of the things that you put it through, you know, hundred percent, we put it through so much and we expect so much of it, even though we don't treat it well. And it just, it just like still supports us. It does its best. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like for me going into fitness entry was about, um, having self-worth attached to what my body looked like. And so now that I feel like for you, like I, I now have an intuitive eating approach. I am like, this is my, I want my body to feel a certain way. That's why that's how I feel my body. And so it's so profound. And I'm sure you can speak to this experience when you shift those things, how much more space you have in life just to appreciate other things, to experience joy to experience new experiences right um Mm -hmm. did you find a lot of that um how it impacted other areas of your life yes yes absolutely and well I think just the like the approach that I take now with my clients when it comes to food is like first off there's a lot of unlearning we have to do Mm -hmm. about you know, the things, what is healthy, what isn't. I like to say that a lot of the stuff that is in our um, grocery stores is not food. It's food like substances. <laughs> it, yeah. it contains calories, but it's not food. So, so one layer of the approach that I take with my clients is, you know, like teaching them really about what's going to support their bodies and, you know, what, what are better choices than others. But then part of it is like, uh, getting them to tap into their own wisdom about what works specifically for them and realizing that every body is different. Um, you know, what works for me might not work for you and that's okay. And, you know, really just 
tuning into that inner wisdom and, and uh, letting that guide you as to what best supports you. But then, you know, once that education, once you have a little more knowledge as to what, um, what choices are better than others, it's like you said, moving to more of an intuitive approach where it's not so calculated and not mm-hmm. so, you know, not using so much energy into the foods we're eating. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, there's a lot more that we can be using that mental energy for in our lives. Totally. Yeah. Like I, I you know, when I think back to like, you know, when I was fitness, it's like so much effort was put into meal planning to, to weighing your food. I mean, it's obviously very drastic, but now that it's more of just like intuitive, like listening to my body, you know, all of those things it's, yeah, like you're saying, it's just so much more space for other things. Like why did I spend so much time focusing on something that truly doesn't matter to anyone mm-hmm. at the end of the day, really, you know, but I, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for myself in my, my healing, um, my physical healing of my illness, you know, there was, there were times where I followed very strict protocol, you know, like step one for me was to remove all the foods that were doing me harm. And in that time, it was super, it was super strict and it was about healing my gut and, um, like, I think I ate uh, chicken and brown rice soup for three months, oh <laughs> basically. Um, and that served its purpose yeah. at the time. But yeah, now to be in a place where you have so much more space for joy mm-hmm. and, um, and for following your passion mm-hmm. and all of those things is incredibly freeing and uh it feels really good yeah and so I think like what you're saying is like the space you have now is like you're able to have your be your authentic self you're able to follow your passion and and understand you like this is my why and this is what I'm on this planet to do and and I think you know when we don't come from that space or don't have the the um space for thinking that stuff we really can't see what our true potential are. And so I can now really see the connection between what you're saying is like, you know, I am a, I'm a transformation coach and I do focus on people and their perspective, not their perspective, their purpose and how they can show up, which is all about my message too, is like every woman, I am a niche of women. I always is, but every human being should be able to understand what their worth is and how they can show up in this earth you know, and people like yourself who are helping people create space in their lives for that is just so incredibly powerful because we, everyone, there's space on this planet for everybody to follow their passion. Would you not agree Mm -hmm. with that? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's up to like, I think it's up to us, people like you and I, who are maybe a step or two um, ahead on the journey Mm -hmm. to like bring others along with us you know, and be like, this is possible. And you don't need to be stuck in whatever you feel like you're stuck in, because I feel like that's, you know, a lot of the the women that I work with, that's exactly what, where they are at when they come to me, they either are stuck, you know, physically in a body that they feel is limiting them, or they're stuck 
mentally or they're stuck in a relationship that is not serving them or a job that they hate or Mm -hmm. you know that that feeling of stuck and having somebody um who's a few steps ahead on the journey just to be like you can do this and and show them that they are they are what is holding them back yes 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 I totally agree and I think too it's like for me, I like, I come from a formal mental health background. And so, you know, old school healing was about, here's the clinician, like I'm doing, I'm hand, I'm having doing hands right now, but here's the clinician up top (laughs) and the person trying to heal themselves is below them. Right. Where evolution of healing is definitely not that way anymore. It's not about that because there are so many gaps in the healthcare system, like you're saying in medicine, as well as like mental health in how we can actually see people and help people heal. And so you're saying like people like us who have experienced these things, who've been there firsthand, have so much more knowledge to give people because most people just need to understand that they can do it and they need to understand that it's possible, right? And so I think the new evolution of healing is like, we are equals with the people that we are helping heal. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, awesome. So I want to, um, before we wrap up, I want to ask, how can people find you? What sort of, what kind of programming do you do? What does that all look like? So people can find me on uh, Instagram or Facebook. I go by High Vibe Living um, because for me, it's all about raising your vibe in your life, uh, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, every way possible. Um and the programs that I run, um, you know, really depend on the client. I have a couple different offerings depending on what the person is looking for specifically in their life. Um, I offer free consultations, you know, discovery calls to, to talk to somebody and ask, you know, what it is that they're looking for at the time. So people can reach out and uh, book one of those calls with me and That's see awesome. what... Yeah, see how I can best serve them. Yeah, and I'll put your links in the in the uh, bio below too as well so people can find you because I, even though it's like we have this connection from childhood, I just think it's really powerful. Obviously we have a, like aligned journeys, but powerful that you have this ability to connect with women, to connect with people. Um, it's not only women you work with, right? I mainly work with women. Okay. I. Um, I'm not opposed to working with men, but I feel like that's who gravitates toward me. Right. Okay. Okay. So I was going to say, like, I feel someone who is helping women, um, is just so incredible. And the fact that you have these experiences to help people is just, what's going to set you apart. And so the ability for you to connect to those women is going to be so life-changing for those people. So I'm really, I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. I am pumped up that we are on this, like, high vibe and journey together. And it's been such a pleasure having you on here. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about this stuff for eight, eight hours, (laughs) not be done. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. But it was such a nice time chatting with you and uh, thank you so much for being on here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. See you later.